This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London. Together, living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. So, what are you? What are you? Are you a rat? Even though a cute one. What are you? Because this this, uh, crazy thing happens when we don't have healthy boundaries in our lives. And the things of this world tend to just storm in, flood into every part of our being. Our thoughts, our emotions, our time is just like things flooding in. The pressures of life, of work, of studies, of it just, it just floods in and keeps on flooding in. And then this crazy thing happens. You become a little bit less human and you become a little bit ratty, even though you might be cute. It's like we, we lose a little bit of our humanity when we allow the pressures of life to storm in. To our, our lives. And so over the years, I have had these seasons where I have not been uh, focused enough on, on, on healthy boundaries and specifically the Sabbath rest. And the result of that is I, I burnt out a bit. I, I, my reserves were depleted and I became a little bit ratty at times. I lost my kindness or my peace or my joy and and I didn't like myself. I don't know if anybody's ever, ever experienced something like that. You're like looking at your behavior, you're like, you're like, I don't like myself. Anybody? Yes. Speaking to the right people. <laughs> so uh, around 2009, uh, when we came here, my wife and I came to East London, I was the only person on staff for that first year. And then my wife joined me in 2010. And then I think still about 2011, we were still the only two people. So we had to like do everything like we, we were the office. And so I would do the follow-ups. I would, you know, those cards that you guys fill in, like visitors, guests. And I would phone and say, hey, how did you experience the service? And like, you know, um, but in that season, I was, I was really burnt out. I, I was, my, my reserves were depleted. And I wasn't in good space. I was trying to do everything. And I, and so the one time, uh, there's one, one of our ladies in church, who's a bit of a joker, fun loving, uh, uh, lady. Um, she wrote on one of the cards a funny, interesting name and her own cell phone number. She wanted to make a bit of a joke. So I was in the foyer and I, I, I found this card. I'm like, what's this card doing here? You know, and so uh, that was probably the Sunday and around Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday, I was like, man, I, I don't have capacity, but I, this poor soul, I need to phone this poor soul. You know, maybe, maybe they really need, you know, someone to reach out to them. So anyway, so I'm phoning the number and then it's this lady that answers and I'm like, what? And when I click what's going on and she was like, you're making a joke. I lost it a little bit. I like over the phone, do you have any idea the kind of pressure that I am under? I don't have time for this. 
Oh, so I'm like losing it and I'm going off. I'm raised my tone of voice and, and then it goes silent on the other side. And then I just hear her crying. I'm like, Oh, Andre, you rat. <laughs> you horrible human being. You pastor that don't love people. Oh, so I apologized and then later again profusely apologized and contacted her husband and also apologized. It was actually a really, really funny thing that she did. It was really funny. I mean, you should have read the name. It was super funny. But in that moment, it didn't feel funny. Because <laughs> I'm like, help me. Don't give me more work. But I, I was burnt out. I was, I was just trying to do too much. And even on the days that I would not work, I would still be consumed with the thoughts of people problems and church issues and this and that. And I'm like, I just felt overwhelmed. And I realized that part of the, the, the problem was not having healthy boundaries and not knowing how to rest well. So I was praying uh, for the Sunday. And I was praying about this message and I felt God say to me, my people don't know how to rest don't know how to rest. And could it be connected the explosion in mental health issues in our world currently and our lack of rest? I think there's a connection. I think there's a connection because when your reserves go, you, when you become depleted um, and, and, and man, it's cute, but you become a rat. It's just like not going to work. So, so, so what are you? Aren't we supposed to be children of God? Like on this image. And it's such a beautiful picture of a child holding on to parents' hand. And, and, and there's just trust. So, so yesterday we did a communications training and we were in the foyer and the one lady in church, a, a mom of uh, some teenagers, she was looking at a toddler and she says, oh, if I could just be like that again. <laughs> I said, yeah, you can just trust and your parents. Dad will sort things out. Well, I have good news. You have a dad, your heavenly father. And he is very capable, very able to sort things out. But there's this place of trust. You can't really rest without trust. So we're going to get into that as well. But we need to be able to trust. Like that song we, we just said, it's, it's well my soul. My eyes are in you. It's, it speaks of, God, I trust you. The wind and the waves still know your name. Still know the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, mountains move. Things shift. Lives are changed. And so we, we, you know, I'm trusting that, that today we will be able to step into this reality. A child with Father God. A child with God just resting in the Lord. Okay, so what is a, a, a definition of, a, of rat race? Because when you become ratty, it's because you're part of the rat race. The term is commonly associated with an exhausting Repetitive lifestyle that leaves no time for relaxation or enjoyment. In other words, you don't know how to rest because you're always busy. And even when you're not working, you're still tired and you're still struggling and your thoughts are still running through your head. And, and ultimately, you can't enjoy life. You can't really enjoy life because you're just burdened. 
And I, I, Sonic and I have had multiple seasons of our lives where we have experienced that. And so there are different kinds of rhythms. There's a secular rhythm and then there's a sacred rhythm. So this picture of a heartbeat speaks of the sacred rhythm. It is, there's a beat. It's called the Sabbath. Then there's work. Then there's a beat. The Sabbath. Then there's work. Then there's a beat. Sabbath. And then there's work. Then every time your heart beats, it pumps oxygen through your whole being. And if you want to be healthy, your heart needs to have a consistent rhythm. Consistently beating. And every time it beats, it distributes the oxygen so that you can function, so that you can be healthy, so that you can do what you need to do. So, but if you don't have that consistent, so in a sense, rest is what empowers us to work. And then rest empowers us to work effectively. And then rest empowers us to do what God has called us to do in life. But on the, on the next screen, you'll see there's a heartbeat and a heartbeat, and then there's nothing. So if your heartbeat is irregular, you're going to suffer. And if your heartbeat just stops, you're in big trouble. And so this, the secular rhythm is work, 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 holiday, work, 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 holiday. And that's really dangerous. That is coming against God's design of our bodies, of our beings, and of all of creation. All of creation has been designed with rhythms. God worked for six days and then he rested after creating everything. Then we have day and night. Then we have, you know, the cycles of the moon. Then we have seasons, winter, summer, spring, autumn. There are, there are seasons. They are rhythms that, that God has created everything according to that, to different kinds of rhythms. And if we miss the rhythm, we become like those who, you know, work, 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 and then have a bit of holiday. And then some of us are like, you know, it's like we are, are the heart's only beating or the rest beat is only once a term, or once in six months. And for some of us, the big holiday at the end of the year, when it's too late, because you're already half dead and you look like this guy. That's how some of us look on the inside. You put up your nice face now, but on the inside you're dying. Uh, anxious and worried and stressed and worked up and maybe offended with people and struggling and, and, and just a whole bunch of things not in place because you missed God's rhythm of rest. The heart needs to beat. The rest beats need to be on point. Continuously, if you miss it, if you miss, if you skip the beats of rest, you find yourself in major trouble. Okay, so you want to rest. So, so if we want to not be rats, but children of God, then we need to live like God lives and they, and follow the example that God gave us. So at creation, and we see this in Genesis chapter two, It says, on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. Six days of work, creating. And this is so he rested from all his work. He 
raced it. I don't think he needed to race. And he probably couldn't have, cre- he could have created everything in one day. But he paced himself to show you as an example. Pace yourself when you're creating everything. And then rest. And, and it says there, so he rested from all his work. And then verse 3, and God blessed the seventh day. And he declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Now, you need to understand our, our heavenly father is a loving dad. Whatever he does is for our good and for his glory. He doesn't give us rules just for the sake of giving us rules. He reveals to us these rhythms of rest so that we can be blessed, so that we can be healthy, so we can function, so we can fulfill the will of God in our lives. So we need to embrace these rhythms of rest. Okay, so let's look at this. Let's look at the Sabbath. Where does it come from? How does it work? How how should we practically uh, apply a Sabbath rest to really be effective? Amen. Okay. So context, the Sabbath, because there's a lot of confusion about it. Uh, If you look at the Old Testament, the Jews held the Sabbath from Friday evening to Saturday evening, sunset to sunset. And it was really important. You know, it was big trouble if you didn't follow that. And so some people believe still today that if you don't do it Friday night to Saturday night, you are in massive trouble. I mean, some churches even build a theology that you have to have church on Saturday. Okay, but what does the word of God actually say? How does this really work? So we see that when Jesus came onto the scene, he revealed himself as the Lord of the Sabbath. And then he revealed also, because he did miracles on the Sabbath, and he said at, at some point he spoke about that the, the man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. It's supposed to be a blessing, a gift from God to us. And then Jesus went to the cross, and he was risen not on the Sabbath, but on the Sunday, first day of the week. And we see that early Christians, they started to meet. They started to gather on the day that they called the Lord's Day. Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection, it was so massive that it shifted all of creation. Resurrection Sunday. They started to gather on the Lord's Day. And we see early Christians, they gathered on the Sunday. So it shifted. The Sabbath shifted. But again, It's about the principle of one day a week, not necessarily about you have to do it on that day. Okay, let me show you. So so look at what um, Paul the Apostle says. Colossians 2, verse 16. He says, so don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink. So hallelujah. Unclean foods. Pork is in. Baking key. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Pork is in. And every other unclean food, it is okay. Or drink. For not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. Let no one judge you. Let no one condemn you if you no longer follow the Sabbath Friday night to Saturday night. No one can condemn you. Okay? So, and then then he answers why. Verse 17, for these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. 
Okay, so what happened in the Old Testament is the guys embrace rules, but without relationship. And that's always a disaster. The rules are a shadow. In other words, the principles, it's simply to create, to help you create an environment where you can have relationship with God. But it's all about relationship. You can follow the rules without relationship. It won't benefit you much. It will just be a burden. So the rules, it was a shadow. It was pointing to Christ. And so what it comes down to is that Jesus is our Sabbath. He is our rest. Ultimate rest is found in God. But the principles are there to create an environment that you're not, that's so that you can connect with God and be restored and be re-energized. So the principle still stands, but it's ultimately, I mean, one, you, you can go on, on, on a, on a three week holiday and come back tired. Like most of you do. <laughs> Too busy running around doing things. And I tell you, one moment in the presence of God can restore you like more than three weeks of holiday. That is the supernatural component of the resurrection that we find in the Sabbath. Jesus was risen from the dead. And if his whole being can be raised from the dead, I tell you, he can restore you as well. He can renew you from the inside out. But then we need to embrace, we need to embrace that. So let's discover God's ways so that we can rest well. Okay, so there's a danger zone. If we ignore the principles of God, there's a, we, we move into a danger zone. And I want to quickly highlight this to you. And it might actually reveal to some of us why we are struggling and why we feel maybe burdened and, and, and stressed most of the time. So in the Old Testament, the, the, the Jews were commanded to keep the Sabbath. They were all that's once every seven days. They were also commanded to, to, to every seven years, they had to have the farms rest. Don't plow, don't sow in the seventh year. And then they also said that every seven times seven, about every 50 years, there's what's called the Jubilee, a complete restoration. If there were slaves, they were set free. If there were debts, it was canceled. If you had taken your, your, your neighbor's land because they couldn't pay their debts, you give it back. There was this incredible uh, a, a restoration, a reset that had to be done every 50 years. Now, history shows us they never did it. They never did the seven years. They never did the 50 years. And when it came to the every seven days, it became rules without relationship. And they missed God wholesale. And obviously, there were other sins and things that creeped in. But because they didn't embrace God's rhythms, it opened I believe partly also opened them up to a whole bunch of other things. So now in 2 Chronicles 36, it speaks of this. It says the Lord, the God of their ancestors, repeatedly sent his prophets to warn them, warning them. For he had compassion on his people and his temple. You see, their loving father, he had compassion. It's like, guys. Please embrace my, my, my ways or it's going to cost you. It's going to hurt. Verse 16, but the people mocked these messengers of God and despised their words. They scoffed at the prophets until the Lord's anger could no longer be restrained and nothing could be done. It became so bad that there was no way of, of restoring things without massive consequences. 
And I feel like this is where we're at as a world right now. It's like if God says something, the world's saying, well, we're definitely not doing it like that then. What does it matter what it is? Whether family or relationships or identity or gender or whatever, it's just chaos on every level. And we, we're feeling the pain. Mental issues shooting through the roof, suicide rates going, it's just, there's it, a, a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. See, you're getting it, you're getting it. That was just to wake you up. That was to wake you up. And so verse 20, it says, The few who survived, because the enemy armies came and destroyed uh, Jerusalem and Israel. And so the few who survived the wars were taken as exiles to Babylon. And I believe this is a picture of what happens when we ignore God's ways. The enemy overwhelms us and we become slaves to stuff. So they were taken as exiles to Babylon and they became servants or slaves to the king and his sons until the kingdom of Persia came to power. Verse 21, so the, the message of the Lord spoken through Jeremiah was fulfilled. The land finally enjoyed its Sabbath rest. It was creation was crying out for the Sabbath rest. And only then, when they were sent out in exile, in slavery, then finally the land enjoyed its Sabbath rest, lying desolate until the 70 years fulfilled, just as the prophet has said. So this is so powerful. Because what it comes down to is this, as Kerry Newhoff says, if you don't take the Sabbath, the Sabbath will take you. If you don't take the Sabbath, the Sabbath will take you. This is a result. We see it. We, 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 our, our reserves become depleted. We allow the world to overwhelm us. We become tired. And when you're tired, you do stupid. When you're tired, you're vulnerable to temptation. When you're tired, you don't have the, the creativity to, to solve the problems in your life. When you are tired, then you become ratty. And then you, just, you, you, you damage your relationships. When you are tired and when Monday morning conflict comes, guess what? You don't have the peace to handle it in the right way. You handle it wrong and you hurt and you injure yourself and others. This is huge. We want to be children of God, not rats, not inhuman things hurting the people around us. We want to represent our God well. And so the Sabbath, this Rhythm of rest, if we need to embrace it and allow the, the Sabbath day rest to flow into the other six days of the week. And then we can experience the blessings of God. So here's an invitation to us. On the one hand, it's the danger zone. If you don't take the Sabbath, the Sabbath will take you. But on the positive side, on the plus side, there's a reward in Taking the Sabbath. So look at this. Exodus 20 verse 8. It says, remember the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember. In other words, don't just allow the week to go by and you never stopped. You never thought. You never embraced. You didn't make the, the, the day holy. Secular people also just rest where they like not working. As Eugene Peterson says, who um, wrote the message translation of the Bible. He says, if you, if you just rest like everybody else, it's not a, it's, it, he said, it's a, it's a bastard Sabbath. It's not a holy Sabbath. 
to bastard Sabbath. So you want to make the day holy. And I want to share four things with you how we can make it holy. But the, the invitation is this. There is a reward in rest. There's a reward in rest. If you want to win in the work. Okay, there's a reward in the rest. In other words, if you don't rest well, you won't be able to work well. If you don't rest well, you don't receive the reward. You won't have the capacity to do what you need to do. You, you won't be have the capacity to fulfill the will of God for your life. So you need to embrace it. So I was meditating upon this and I was like, wow, okay. Because I like to be productive. Eh? I like, I mean, in the kingdom, it's like obey God, do things, make things happen. And I was like, I need to rest. That just feels so unproductive. But it's not. It is being productive. Because there's a reward in the rest. There's something that you need to receive from the Lord that you will need in the other six days. And in the rest of the month. And the year, you need it, you need it. And so when the world starts to flood in, then you can feel overwhelmed. So um, we took off last week, um, having a, a break, week break. And last week, Sunday, I was really struggling. I was like, oh, I want to come to church. Oh, I want to come to church. It's like, don't come to church. Don't come to church. You need to rest. The next five months is going to be wild. Rest. You need to receive something for the coming season. And so um, next week, Sunday uh, evening, I'm, I'm flying to Ivory Coast, to Abidjan. I'm going to minister at a church of 2,000 people. And we're going to do like revival meetings. And then we're going to minister on live TV, French-speaking Christian TV that covers large sections of Africa. Man, so I'm like, you need a rest. You need a rest. <laughs> and now... I'm struggling to, you know, I'm communicating with the guys there and I'm like, I'm wanting to like, I need to sort out my visa. And so I'm speaking to this one guy and he's the guy that, the, the one guy that can speak English. And so I, he's all over the show. And so my time is running out. It's like last week and I, I need to like, it needs to happen now. <laughs> and he's like, I am really busy. And I'm like, I can't come without my visa. <laughs> I want my visa. <laughs> Give me the info. <laughs> I need to know the accommodation. Oh, so it tested me. Really tested me. You see, I like my ducks in a row, and my ducks were running all over the show. <laughs> it's like, ah. And again, you know, in this journey of, and I know that I need to rest well, I need to rest in the Lord, because I'm going to receive what I need so that I can release that in the Ivory Coast and over, over the TV. But there's, there's this faith component that we need to bring into truly being able to rest. Like, God, you've got this. Okay, so we're going to touch on that in a moment. But there's a reward in the rest if you want to win in the work. And we need to embrace some principles if we are going to be able to rest well. But I want to speak this over you. Rest is powerful. It's powerful. In our world, working 16 hours a day and sleeping four hours, that's celebrated. That's like being awesome. It's like I, you, it's like it's like boasting how, how many hours you're working and how little you're sleeping. It is so unwise. You actually need sleep, good sleep. You need like eight plus hours of sleep a night. You need to get into bed earlier at night so you can sleep well. You're going to be more rested, more focused. You're going to have more creativity. It's part of these cycles, these rhythms of rest. So don't be silly. Don't think it's cool to not sleep. It's not cool. 
It's being silly. Your body needs to rejuvenate. You need to embrace how God has created you. Okay, so you need to take breaks. You need to, especially the Sabbath, rest. So, because there's a reward in it. Okay, but if you want to receive this reward, then you need to rest right. You need to do it right. Okay, because I think some of us don't know how to. And I'm going to give you a bit of a, a four, four things to make it a holy Sabbath unto the Lord. Okay, so what is the Sabbath? The Sabbath is a 24-hour block of time in which we stop work, enjoy rest, pursue a reset and reconnect with God, and practice delight. So it's not just the whole day just praying and reading the word. It's also just enjoying life and family and creation So we're going to unpack that a little bit. But those four things help your whole being to rest. Your soul, your spirit, your body, and your relationships experience the blessing of the Lord. Okay, so number one, you need to stop work, both paid and unpaid. In other words, all the handyman in the house, stop it. Not on the Sabbath. You don't do work around the home. You don't fix things. You don't, you stop. You don't go do um, grocery shopping on the Sabbath. <laughs> you do that the other, you, that's why you need to plan. You need to plan to rest. I think spa's income on Sundays is not just, it's not dipping. Okay, in the past it was easy. The shops were closed. But now everything's because the world is like anti-God's rhythms. It's like now every day is the same. And it's costing us. It is really costing us. So you need to rest physically. Stop the work, both paid and unpaid. You need to put boundaries in work, uh, on, on work. And you need to plan to rest. The previous day you need to go do your, your shopping or do the things around the house. You need to stop. Come on, say it. I need to stop. Doesn't that just feel good? Stop. Stop. Deuteronomy 5.15. And remember, remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. That's who God is. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Interesting. Therefore, the Lord commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. That was a Sabbath day. It's a day of of, eval- of reminding yourself you're not God. And he is. And he's doing a great job of running the universe. So you can let go. <laughs> Come on, say it, I'm not God. Okay, so you need to remind yourself. You need to stop and, and, and remember. You see, God can do in one day more than you can do in a lifetime of hard work and striving. And just think of the examples in the scriptures. Joseph was exalted to second in command of the Egypt empire because God promoted him, but he was connected to the Lord. He was connected to the Lord. Daniel promoted to second in command of an empire. Who did it? God supernaturally promoted him. King David, he was chosen by the Lord, but he was the psalmist, the worshiper. He was connected to the Lord. And so God could promote him to, to, to reign. Peter, on Pentecost, who did it? 
God did it. He was praying for two weeks with the other guys. God showed up. Boom, revival, changing the world. They couldn't have worked harder to make that happen. Revival came and it changed the world because God showed up. So I want to speak this over you. You will have more. You will achieve so much more in your life if you allow God to work. And he will only work if you rest. He will only work if you and I rest. Because when we rest, it's a declaration of faith. God, I trust in you. I'm resting. I'm resting. As I said, and when you work, then he rests. But you want to, even when you work the other six days, you want to work from a place of rest. Okay, you want the Sabbath to flow into all other six days of the week. Okay, so first one is stop. Stop the work. Number two, rest by unburdening your soul. So you want to rest mentally and emotionally. And oh, this is one of the most difficult things. Because you, you say, let's say you're taking off the day, but oh, your mind is still spinning. You're thinking about that and about that and about that issue and that thing. Man, that is probably one of the most difficult things. It's like it's, it's time to rest, but you can't rest because you're burdened. So you need to learn how to unburden your soul. You need to unburden your soul. You need to be able to say, God, this is yours. So what Sonic and I, what I've learned to do is because when I normally take Fridays off and um, that's my Sabbath and uh, and I found over the over the years that I, I can't switch off. I'm, I'm so many people issues and challenges and things that needs to happen. And so I was really struggling. And then I, I started to do this. I said, like on Thursday evening after meetings, like nine o'clock Thursday night, I get into bed. I said, Lord, I resign. <laughs> it's your church. Lord, it's your people. Please take them. <laughs> All the people problems. Lord, it's yours. I unburden my soul. I resign. God, the finances is yours. The people issues is yours. The future is yours, God. It's all yours. I resign. And how am I doing that in your life as well? Resign from your job. No, in your heart. Okay, no, no, no. Actually go resign. <laughs> Don't go and actually resign. And let me say this as well, that whenever you resign from a job, please have another job already. Because it stresses me up. When somebody comes, hey, I resigned. Okay, what are you going to do? No, I don't know. I don't know. No. <laughs> First get another job, then you resign. Okay. Unless it's really God. Okay. But you need to unburden your soul. Otherwise, you're just going to stress. You're going to spin. Rat race. And you can't rest. You want to rest mentally and emotionally. You want to unburden your soul. And that's also why getting good sleep is important. So Proverbs 3 Verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Hand it over to him. Be like a little child and you hand it over to dad. Dad knows what he's doing. Hand it over to dad. Let dad do it. He's the provider. He's the one that gives the answers to, to, to problems. He is able. So hand it over to him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come and say, I'm going to trust in the Lord. And then don't lean on your own understanding. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure it out. I have found that in this last seasons, the more I let go, 
the more God works. The more I get out of the way, the more he shows up. You see, if you build something in the flesh, you have to sustain it in the flesh. Whether it's your family, your business, the church. And it's so wonderful for me to not be at church and just hear lives are being changed. Kingdom is coming. God's in the house. I'm like, whoop, whoop. I am not God. <laughs> Let's take that pressure off. Jesus is the savior of the world. We are not. He is able. We are not without him. So make space. Hand things over and see God show up. See him show up. Live from rest and you will see life is so much easier, so much more fun. I remember over the last 10 plus years that we've been here. Yeah, you were sleeping again. Come on. Wake up. <laughs> over the last 10 years, I've, I've just seen those times that I, when I don't rest well, I do not enjoy life. Everything's a burden. When you rest, then you can discover the joy that God wants to give to you. Okay, so you need to believe. You need to trust and part of the, so you can physically say, okay, I'm not working, but now the spiritual, emotional, mental, those boundaries need to go up as well. And how do you do those boundaries? You call it faith. The shield of faith. God, I believe. God, I trust in you. God, you have my future in your hands. God, you are able to do what I cannot do in a, with a lifetime of hard work. You are able. Amen. Okay, so then the third thing. So the first one is stop work. Secondly, rest by unburdening your soul. And there's a bit of a process you need to go through if you want to really rest. You, you, you need to be so intentional to rest. You actually need to fight to rest. When Sonic and I go on holidays, we have communion, we worship, we anoint, we do whatever it is. Get the enemy out and then rest. <laughs> Okay, so rest by unburdening your soul. And then number three, this is the spiritual side of things, especially reset and reconnect with God. You want to rest and replenish spiritually. So these are the moments where you want to, you, you stop and you want to make time to just contemplate, to, to, to turn everything off and just become quiet. And you want to evaluate what's happening on the inside. What's happening in my relationships? Where am I at? So I was, I was reading a book by Peter Scazzaro and he, and he, and he's like a, he leads pastors or will help people to, you know, rest well. And, and so he's like, he was so frustrated because he says he, he's speaking to pastors and leaders and they're like, yo, this is amazing, the Sabbath. And they're like so excited. And, uh, but then he says they don't do it. They even preach about it, he says, but they don't do it. And he was so frustrated, so he phoned a psychologist friend, is a psychologist that, 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 you know, for CEOs and business leaders and you know, a lot of high level kind of guys. And as he was uh, speaking over the phone with a psychologist friend of his, the, the, the psychologist started to laugh on the other side because like, they're not doing it. They're agreeing, they're saying it, but then they don't do it. And the guy starts laughing. He says, why are you laughing? And he says, because they're scared to death. They don't know how to stop and evaluate themselves. They're scared to death what they're going to actually find. So they just want to, they just keep busy. They just keep busy. 
they're scared to death. And I think for many of us, that's how we function. We're so afraid to stop. So radio is always on. This is on. TV's blaring. Things are always busy, 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 busy because we're afraid to actually just stop. But I tell you, that's where the power is. That's where the freedom is. Because then the Lord can speak to us and say, hey, you see how you're treating your wife? You're being ratty. Stop it. Ask me to help you. (laughs) You need to stop and evaluate. Oh, I'm offended with that person at work. And that's keeping me from resting. It's, it's, I'm having fights in my mind with him the whole time. Yes, yes, I know. I'm talking to all of you now. (laughs) So these things cycle through our, our minds and our hearts so that we can't rest. And the Lord is saying, stop, unburden your soul, and then replenish. Reconnect with the Lord. Make some time to just evaluate your life. And part of it is like what we're doing here today. Part of making the Sabbath holy is that we gather as the saints. And we experience this incredible worship. And it just replenishes us and restores us and renews us. And it gives you an opportunity to to receive the word of the Lord so you can also now evaluate your life. It's it's part of of the plan. And so, you know, so when, when should we have a, a renewal or, or a reset? As some people are like, once a year, January the 1st, it is new beginning. Yes. January the 3rd, we're like, I'm dying. Because <laughs> you can't do it once a year. What if every week should be a reset? Every Sunday, every Sabbath, you're having a reset. You're starting anew. You're allowing the Lord to. To, to renew you, restore you, and, 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 and heal your soul, your spirit. So I, I studied engineering uh, at university, and, and I remember in my, in my final year, so there's this final year exams, uh, f- fourth year engineering is super stressful. We're in exam times. Everybody's freaking out. And I was just like, I'm going to honor the Sabbath. I'm going to rest on Sunday. That is unheard of. Because everybody's just spinning seven days a week. So Saturday night, I study until 12. Check the watch, 12. Boom, close the books. I'm on holiday. It was amazing. It was really amazing. I just hand it over to the Lord. Monday is God's problem. When that exam comes around, it's God's problem. I'm going to rest. I go to church. I spend time with the Lord. I get into his word, I evaluate my life, I walk around on campus, everybody's freaking out. I'm like, ah, this is lovely. This is lovely. And I passed, praise God. <laughs> Actually, final year, I did really well. I think I missed my cum laude was just a little bit. In the 70s, I... I hopelessly work too hard. You know, and the students say you shouldn't have anything above 50. That's anything above 50 is working too hard. Just go for 50. <laughs> but I tell you, you access the blessings of the Lord. Oh, are you telling him you should not listen to me now? Eh? <laughs> the student in the house, don't listen to me now. Don't listen. Just the race part, but uh, you must work hard. <laughs> but so there's, there's a blessing from the Lord when we honor his ways. And I don't know about you, but I'd rather have God in my corner than work in the flesh. 
And how about God blessing your business instead of you spending like a little wreck? How about God blessing your work environment, your family, your future? And, and in the Sabbath, there's this incredible, incredible reward that we can receive. So Exodus 23 verse 12, it says, six days you shall do your work. And on the seventh day, you shall rest. Come on, say rest. That your ox and your donkey may rest. And the son of your female servant, the stranger, may be refreshed. So you must rest so you can be refreshed and everybody around you. So ladies, you're not allowed to give your husband a list of housework on a Sunday. Okay? Let your husband also rest. Be refreshed. Okay, and then lastly, Sabbath delights. Four things. Stop work. Rest by unburdening your soul. Reset and reconnect with God. And then embrace Sabbath delight. You want to be filled up, not only unburdening your soul of emotional uh, stresses and mental stresses. You now want to replenish yourself, not only spiritually, but also uh, emotionally and relationally. So God has blessed us with creation. So, so the question is, what do you delight in? On the Sabbath, do that. If you enjoy going for walks or the beach or creation or enjoying creation, or you want to watch a movie with family or a friend or um, enjoying making food together or uh, families playing board games or just connecting uh, relationally, then you do that. But laptops off. If you turn your phone off as well, turn your phone off. Maybe stay off social media if that's a distraction to you. But what gives you joy and delight? All of the, these four things together will reveal that you remember the Sabbath and you're keeping it holy. You're keeping it holy. It's not the like whole day spending time with God necessarily. It's getting that balance. You're prioritizing the Lord. You're prioritizing the gathering of the saints and family and evaluating where you are at, allowing the Lord to restore you, to renew you, and you receive a reward from heaven. I think one of the biggest mistakes we make is, especially when, when rest times, holiday times, th that is your time to really fill up your, your, the relational tank as well. With your, if you're married to your spouse, or friends, or children. And again, if we are so distracted and so busy, you could physically be in the house, dads, but you're not present. And that is a sin against your family. So burdened, so worked up. That you can't be present and just love and listen and look them in the eye and just be there for them, your kids or wife or spouse or whatever it might be. So you want to fill up that tank. So rest to your whole being. Amen. Okay, so what do you want to be? Do you want to be a rat? Although it's a cute rat. It's a very, very cute little, little rat. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you want to be? Do you want to lose your humanity? Or do you want to honor the Lord? Because when you honor the Lord, you will be honored as well. Amen. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.